Trust ye landlubbers, this here be the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. This be an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. This be the first thoughts episode where we give our first thoughts of the amazing Once Upon a Time episode we just be a-watching. Well, I was watching with me good eye, so I'll do the best I can. And now we be sailing for Once Upon a Time treasure, so climb aboard. Here is our captain and first mate of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. Captain, permission to come aboard? Permission granted. Come aboard. Just make sure you wipe your feet. Because, you know, one-fourth quartermaster, you'd have to swab the deck, and I don't think he's really up for it. And he may get a little help from Don Juanito. Well, he is the master swiffer. Yes. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is the First Thoughts episode, and this is April 6th, 2014, not April 1st. Correct. It's the 6th. And this is podcast number 215. The show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 215. So tonight's episode is It's Not Easy Being Green. Mm-hmm. I will not do the voice of Kermit the Frog. That's yeah, not going to happen. I don't do Kermit either. Sorry. No, no. I, I, I'm not a good impressionist. Sorry about that. That's the way that works. So we will be discussing tonight's episode, which was very Aussian, mm-hmm. for sure. And so let's jump into it. So the cyclone, greenish cyclone swirling yes. around, dropped a baby out of the sky. Yeah. Which is highly unusual when you think about it, because tornadoes don't I mean, they drop stuff, but they usually right. pick up stuff and destroy stuff on the ground. They don't just drop it there. I mean, it's kind of odd. Anyway. Now, my wife is from Kansas. I am from Kansas. I so she Mesa. would kind of know about Tornado Alley and all that stuff. Yeah. We had one come through when so. I was growing up, and that was pretty scary. Right through the middle of town. But yeah, I mean, typically if they're going to touch ground like that, they're going to pick up stuff and destroy stuff around them. So, and... Kind of interesting and miraculous that the baby was dropped safely, no harm whatsoever, from this greenish tornado. And tornadoes are not green, by the way. Not really. Right. So there were some similarities, but a lot of differences between Zelina's entry into this land. At first, we didn't know where it was at, at the first. Right, right. But there were differences. Obviously, um, Emma came through on this tree. Zelina just was dropped by this yeah. cyclone or whatever it was. Right. And what I thought was interesting is that, okay, so there was a baby blanket, which we've seen before yes. with Emma. Yes. But in Zelina's case, it was a purple blanket. Mm-hmm. And Emma's blanket was white with yes. purple ribbon. Right. Zelina had a purple blanket. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. And it had a green ribbon instead of. The purple ribbon, which we were used to with Emma. Right. So you were talking the other day about 
knitting a blanket. So I wonder who knitted Zelina's blanket. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yep. Could have been Caitlin who knitted Emma's blanket. Yeah, in real life. Or in real life. Caitlin. Oh, but you're talking about the character. Yes, yes. Hmm. I don't know. I also drew a quick similarity to Moses, a baby in a basket. Right, because she was dropped in a basket, yeah. Yes. All right. So the first question I asked, where did she drop? I don't know. Um, I I still kind of don't know. As it turns out, it was near Oz. Yes. But it's in so. one of the woods near Oz, I'm sure. The couple that found her mentioned wolves. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if that's important. Is it a shout out to American Werewolf in London? There was a scene there where they kept saying, "Stay out of the moors, stay on the road." So, huh. and that's what he said. Yeah. We need to stay on the road. She said it too. Yeah. So. The mom did. So the baby is magical. Yes, she is. And what I'm wondering is how, how, how was that possible? Because Regina had magic, but it, she needed training to use it. Because Cora needed training to learn magic. Right. And her father, Henry, not magical at all. Royal. Mm-hmm. So that's why Regina doesn't naturally didn't naturally have it. Regina had to be taught. Regina also had a lot more good in her and was at least, you know, because Henry raised her and and clearly loved her, whereas Cora had taken her heart out and therefore was not capable of the love that, you know, you would expect. Um, That's why I think Regina didn't have it naturally, because it goes against the nature because you have to have a lot of anger and rage to conjure magic which is why regina is powerful when she's angry (laughs) right so i was wondering it it seemed like the mother kind of was covering for little zelina and i wondered if the mother knew i my question is is she in on it and i I also ask what does she know it was almost like she was kind of coached and prepared We'll call her Zelina. We're going to take her. She's beautiful. Yes. I think she was just taken in like the father said, taken in by the beauty of this child. And perhaps they couldn't have children. And that was what prompted her to take her. All right. Uh, I mean, that happens. Yep. So I I don't know what she knew. I don't think she knew anything, you know. And how did, how did, was the tornado, the quote unquote green vortex, was that something that Cora cooked up? To transport her away from her? Yeah, I I do not know. I know that there was a purple vortex that kind of ripped the roof off the uh, castle. Right. Where Emma was. Right. And uh, Snow and Charming. But the green vortex was also what Bay took to get to. Yeah, yeah. um, That's what sucked Bay down into our world. So, again, I still point back to Rumpel being her father because Cor and Rumpel had a thing right okay fair enough which would also indicate he would know that though uh, not necessarily all right i mean and maybe he does and he's just not saying i don't know it's so hard to say i mean there's so many things it's it's interesting he looked to see who her who her mother was because she said cora but she never said who her father was Mm -hmm. which means she doesn't know right all right so I, the next thing I uh, wrote was, uh, we're going to Oz, baby. 
Because mm-hmm. for a minute, I thought we would never get there. I actually thought that maybe Zelina was kind of crazy in this weird cell, and she just dreamed all this stuff up. Maybe she drew it on the wall, mm. and she was just crazy. No, but I had a feeling no. she was very much wicked and from Oz. So we have another funeral scene, <clears throat> the second funeral scene that was outside. And we had another one, but it was inside the funeral or a viewing or wake right, or something. Wake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I Actually, have to... two of them were sort of inside. Okay. Leopold and Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. yeah Snow's uh, mother. Snow's parents, both of her parents. Yeah. Right. Who right. was, whose was outside? Uh, Archie Hopper. Oh, Bless you. Sorry. Which was not uh, a real funeral. Funeral, it turns out. We never really got the end story of who was in there. Who was in yeah, that casket. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll just leave that alone. We'll let Twitter figure that out. Okay. So, you all right? I'm good. Okay. All right. Uh, so, I, I noticed a lot of kids in the background of the outdoor funeral scene. And uh, I, I guess I'll kind of lump them into the merry men. They're just the merry men. There's a blonde kid and a bunch of kids. There's a bunch of kids and grannies when you say later. Kids, like how old are we talking? Youthful. I don't know. Eighteen. Okay. Well, to you and me, that's kids. <laughs> right. Because we're old. But to some people, they're young people. Right. Younger men. Yes. Younger teenage, teenage, just post teenage age. Yep. Yeah. All right. So it was very interesting when they were throwing in the dirt, they cut to Rumpel as a very, I, I have to say the, the way the cameras are being used now, very inventive camera angles, yeah, the yeah. whole tossing the dirt in and Emma tossing the last bit and covering it up was really incredible. And the cut to Rumpel from that funeral scene, it was almost like he was down there in the hole, like underneath and what I got from that is he could feel that. Well, yeah. Because it was his son. Right. So uh, that's what I... He felt the pain. Yes. Absolute yeah. abject misery, knowing that his decision to absorb Bay into himself and then having him separated later is what killed him. Right. Rumpel confirms that uh, all the trouble about uh, Bay, Neil... Was worth every bit of it. Yeah. Because he was family. Yeah. So. It was a very gut-wrenching scene. Yeah. Uh, Rumpel is not, in fact, uh, well, okay. So you, Rumpel wasn't the father that Zelina grew up with. No. No, and I didn't figure he would be. And uh, Zelina's mother, who raised her for most of her life. Right. Or at least part of her life died previously. We don't know how. We don't know anything about that. Correct. So Zelina had no family. And so my first question was, who sent her to Oz? And then as things go on, we found out. Right. We find out that she sent herself to Oz, took herself to Oz, knowing that she would go see the great and terrible wizard. And that's also what Robin called um, Regina, the great and terrible queen. I think he did, actually. Yeah. Something like that. So these terms get kind of reused over and over. The put on a good face was spoken by her father because that's what Zelina told 
Rumpel, Rumpel when he, she was shaving him. Right. And then we saw um, an earlier version of that shaving scene with her father. Correct. Which is, again, another thing that leads me to believe Rumpel is her real father. There's a yeah. mirroring right. of what she did with her her adoptive father and who she thought was her father. That yeah. was a that was a really hard scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, he admitted you drove me to drink. Right. Wow. Yeah. Well, we've seen evil fathers before, I, and no, for I a for that. a quote unquote family show, I mean, we're, we're we're talking about really adult stuff. He's not your father. How we? <laughs> I mean, these are really. Yeah, that's explaining what I'm different things. That's what I'm saying. You drove me to drink. I mean, these are harsh words, right? Yeah, very harsh words. Yeah. All righty. So what I what I wrote is uh, alluding to the Wizard of Oz as, as far as put on a good face, and I said uh, Zelina's skin skin color. Right. So I had a feeling it was going to come from. Um, from something, either a curse somehow or something. And I almost said, you know, green with envy. I mean, that's that's typical. Right. So that's why I wondered if that was the cause of it. And as we learned later on, it was jealousy. The Wicked Magical Zelina. Mm-hmm. And I wrote she was going to heal her father's cut, but actually it was she made a, like a, Rag appear. Uh, yeah. So it, it seems like she can make things appear and disappear and herself move about. But she doesn't have what I would consider healing power. She can force push and throw things and throw people and all that kind of thing. But she's not as powerful as Rumpelstiltskin. Right. Even though she admits that I, you shouldn't have taught me all your tricks. There's probably plenty of tricks that he did not teach her. Right. Well, and it was obvious that she was born with this, which again leads me to believe that Rumpel is her father. Because if Cora had magic and learned it and was really good at it, and Rumpel had it because he's the dark one, well, then by all means, she being born of those two people would naturally have the, the gift. Right. And a much stronger gift than Regina, who is only half blood, so to speak, magic wise. So Zelina's father said that he became drunk because of her. And I, my question is because of her magic, uh, you know, it was never really. Well, I think that's exactly why, because think about it. I mean, the minute she, the mother picked her up and she moved the tree out of the way, he watched it and the mother wasn't paying attention. She was so captivated by her beauty Mm -hmm. that she was just really just not paying attention or didn't want to pay attention to it. He saw it and it freaked him out. I think that just scarred him for the rest of his life. He was like, no, leave this baby here. I ain't taking this kid. And and I don't know that it was really a matter of he didn't want the child. I think he was terrified of her, and probably rightfully so. Emma was playing darts like Graham was in season one. So that's the last time darts were played at Granny's. Emma, Yes. Okay. Emma is afraid to tell Henry the truth. At least that's how I remember it. Uh, Emma is afraid to tell Henry the truth because he'll think that she's making it up to make him feel better about right. his father and all that. And it was really nice to see Hook trying to help Emma and explain it himself. Right. Because he knew Bay as a child. And, right. and I thought it was a nice moment. You know, he said, look... 
I knew Bay when he was uh, Henry's age, and Henry will probably want to know that. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it kind of like the talk. Yeah. You know, or one of the talks. It's like, oh, you're going to do that for me? Oh, thanks so much. Great. Mm-hmm. So. She also said, be careful, too. Mm-hmm. And I think she wasn't, I mean, I think she was talking about being careful because Alina was running around. But I also think that she was possibly saying, you know, be careful <laughs> what you say to him. Right. Which, as we learn later, he was not so careful. And so he said, she said, well, uh, just leather conditioner and eyeliner. Is that what you're going to talk about? So <laughs> That was funny, but just very wrong. Poor but it was, you know, I know. Emma, Emma just lets loose. Well, you know what, though? She's grieving and she's hurting. And he, he gets it. I know he does. So, you know, at this point. It, he's rolling with punches right now, which is really cool and just makes me love him even more. Tink returns. Yay! And we saw Tink again. And so she's telling Regina, that's the lion tattoo. It was interesting. Regina said, I don't have time to gossip about boys. I thought that was just classic. <laughs> oh, Regina has a way of. She's just, very funny. Yeah. The, the old clue tree, the clue trail thing just didn't work. I found a clue trail that didn't work out. It's like, well, really? right. come on now. That was a very funny little it's like, come on, girl. way of saying. Please. Don't. So Robin was wearing a green scarf. And I wrote Ozzy and much. And uh, boy, Tink was really just, you know, getting up in Regina's grill about uh, learning it. Haven't you learned anything from the last time you screwed this up? Whew. Yeah, so that was pretty harsh too. All right, and if you notice in Appointed. in Granny's diner, when especially when Zelina comes in the door, the cameras are moving around. There's a lot of this tonight, and the cameras are kind of acting visually like a tornado spinning around. And there's a lot of Dutch angles. And if you don't know what a Dutch angle is, you probably didn't watch Batman, or maybe you did. Back in the day on television, the Batman show mm-hmm. used these Dutch angles where they had cameras that were not 45 or degrees. They were moved. In other words, yeah, it would tilt the, they would tilt the camera at a 45-degree angle right. so that the street wasn't horizontal. It mm-hmm. was almost diagonal. But they used it not necessarily for that. They just used it for effect of... Things were askew, and, and things right. weren't. And and they they've done this before. Uh, there's a particular scene when Mary Margaret was in the jail cell. Yes. They did Dutch angles then. Uh, so anyway, watch that scene again, and you're going to notice a camera moving around and kind of moving in in uh, you know 45 or so degree angles back and forth. So watch that again. It was very interesting. They're using a lot of handheld camera movements, it seems like to me. So, very documentary yes. style. Yes. All right. So, and if you've listened to the podcast for a long time, you've probably heard me mention the Catman. And for summer, I think I saw him again in this. The Catman is one of the guys in the background that I, I have seen a number of times. There was one time in season one or two where he was getting change out of the payphone, the poor guy, he has to just fish for change out of the yeah. payphone. Yeah. So anyway, we call him the cap man because he has his cap on and these big glasses. And when Zelina says, 
visit my little sister right around that part if you look to the left of her you'll see the cat man and i, I guess he's seeing a lady now because it's oh. a cat man and his lady over okay. there on the left so there's that so it was kind of shocking that and i know regina loves cora but you know when selena said cora lied to you it was kind of like she was like what Cora lied to me? No. Like, wow, come on. Come on now. <laughs> so uh, there were similar lines from the pilot. So let me read the lines from the pilot, and then I'll read the lines from this episode. The Evil Queen said, oh, I haven't come here to ruin anything. On the contrary, dear, I've come to give you a gift. Snow White says, we want nothing from you, the Evil Queen, but you shall have it. My gift to you is this happy, happy day. And she goes on and on. In this episode, it was flip-flopped. Zelina said, which is why I brought a gift to help. Regina says, I don't want a gift from you. Zelina says, but you shall have it. See, my gift to you is this sad, sad day. Use it to dig into our past, Regina. So there's that. All right. Um, She said, meet me on Main Street tonight say sundown Mm -hmm. and then i'll destroy you and regina said i don't lose and it was very interesting because peter pan was known as Mm -hmm. i never right never loses that's what felix was saying Uh, before he was gone felix Mm -hmm. i i they set this episode up in the in the previews like it was a western and there was some western flair you know sure sundown meeting in the town square and all this kind of stuff i i looked at it like it was a bully bullies and fights after school i'm gonna beat you up after school yeah not now i mean even regina in the pilot said i'm not gonna do this curse now i'm Mm -hmm. gonna do it in you know however many days there's always a waiting right with with the fight because i mean it would be kind of boring if it was just i'm going to beat you up right now it's like no 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 wait till after school because then that's when your mind gets to work and even regina she really kind of was thrown for a loop with this well sure you know and a sister i I need to look for proof i need to dig around in our past and then you know there's more things we'll talk about she was really kind of weirded out and and worried about this well originally i think she was going no 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 i would know something about this and i'm gonna go see right but i think there was a part of her that was a little worried that that it was true and then when she found the proof that it was true that's when she freaked the camera comes in on regina's face after zelina leaves and i think she looks flustered yeah she does not look yeah all together and so there is this little seed of doubt seed of wow maybe she is telling the truth i did love the hook and henry boat ride scene and poor henry saying i always get pawned off on people with boats and i wonder what what boat person was in new york because it sounds like it's happened there too yeah so because because leroy doesn't have a boat anymore Mm, we don't know well because i think gold took it over the uh the candles thing. Maybe. Anyway. Yeah, we don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe he has another one. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Because I know that he, they were pawning, she pawned off uh, Leroy on him before. So, 
All right. Uh, so, Regina, a love child with a scarecrow. That was kind of funny. I thought so. All right. Uh, so everyone was ganging up on Regina toward the end of that conversation in Granny's. And so she, because Granny was starting to uh, pipe up and she goes, stick to the lasagna lady. Oh, so. I missed that. That's awesome. And Oz looked like the classic Oz that we're used to seeing. It did. The big door with the Oz, the it two did. guards on both sides. Sure. And, it, uh, antifreeze in there bubbling i don't know what that green stuff was green liquid i think it was just for it was a for effect yeah. which the minute i saw the wizard pop up with the four flames every time the four flames happened and then you see his silhouette i'm going oh it's really the wizard yeah it's really fake right and then i did and i was trying to think who could that be in it and it didn't dawn on me until the end of course who it was and i was like oh that makes sense yeah, I was trying to place the voice. Yeah, I was too, and I couldn't. I thought it was Mig. <laughs> it sounded like Mig to me. His oh, that's voice. Funny. Anyway. That is funny. Hi, Mig. All right. Uh, so the great and terrible Oz. Yeah. And he told her Cora gave her up, be- Zelina, because she could not be queen. Right. And I asked, "Is the is the wizard lying?" Nope. So she, Zelina, said magic is a gift. And if you go back through the episodes of Once Upon a Time, you'll hear magic is a lot of different things. Sure. And usually it's always bad. Right. So her, for her to say magic is a gift is kind of interesting. Right. But what's interesting is, okay, so going back to that whole question of she wanted, her, she gave her up because she wanted, she couldn't give her the one thing she wanted was to be queen, um, which was interesting because Cora became queen of Wonderland. Right. At one point. But then she wasn't Queen of Wonderland anymore, which was interesting. We don't even know that whole thing. But my thing is that gives yet another clue that Rumpel is Lena's father because Rumpel could not have made her queen. Right. She had to marry into royalty. Mm-hmm. So that's why. And knowing that if she had Zelina before she married Henry, he wouldn't have married her. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's my my thing. So the silver slippers. We've heard about slippers before. It was mentioned from Rumpel to... Yep. Hatter, uh, Jefferson. Jefferson. And the Doctor episode in mm-hmm. season two. Mm-hmm. And we saw Jefferson today in Captain America. Yes, we the did. Winter Soldier, as well as King George. We did indeed. Both the actors were in that film. Very good movie. And so if you click these silver slippers together in three times, you will go wherever you want to go. Right. And he warned her, it's one thing to wonder about your past. It's another to be envious of things you cannot have. Right. And that was really important. Yes. She did not heed that warning. No. And I do like that they kept the silver, the slippers silver instead of making them ruby. The only right. reason they were made ruby was because the head of MGM at the time wanted them to pop on screen with the mm-hmm. new Technicolor stuff. I wrote sibling rivalry. This was a huge sibling rivalry episode. Sure. You know, there were scenes of the little sister or the big sister going in, in this case, the little sister's room or castle 
going through her things, looking around, messing around. Right. And it's just kind of like sisters or maybe brothers, you know, or family. Going through other people's room, checking things out, whatever. Right. So Zelina is the, in fact, the firstborn. And it's funny because Rumpelstiltskin did one of those... uh, those drug tests, you know, yanked out a hair yeah. and threw it in some kind of a <laughs> in solution. Bottle. Yeah. It's like, aha, you are the firstborn, you know. Right. So, And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He found out that she was Cora's firstborn. He didn't, he didn't, I don't think he checked to see who the father was. He was only concerned as, are you Cora's firstborn daughter? So this letter, at first we didn't know much about it, but Regina did say, yes, it does prove that. She is not the only child of Cora. Right. And I love charming. I said charming charming is Mulaning the situation with the battle in the middle of the street with assigning positions around the intersection. Okay, we have positions over here and this and that. And it reminds me of Mulan. She was doing the same thing with the uh, window thing with the shadow and bay and all that kind of stuff. It's really, Yeah. yeah. So maybe he... Maybe he took notes with Mulan there. Uh, Belle will try to get through to Rumpel without the dagger. And I thought Belle was smartly dressed. Yeah. She had a nice little outfit on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Regina said she cannot, or, or no, they say that Regina cannot do this alone. Right. And, uh, you know, it's either they don't trust her. Or they really care about her and they want to help. And I thought, with everything else that she was feeling, they she certainly didn't want to hear anybody say that. What? Uh, that, that they didn't trust her? Well, that they didn't think she could do it. Because all the rest of this episode was, you know, Zelina feeling not good enough and then Regina feeling not good enough about who she was. Right, right. And now, you know, they're all trying no, to kind of help her. Even but I, though- I think that, honestly, if she'd thought about it, if she really had stopped to think of why they were all there, she would have understood that it was that they actually care about her. Yeah. She's yeah. become an important part of the, the family. True. All right. Uh, I think I, she even feels that. Yeah. And I don't think she even recognizes that she feels that. I wrote great coat, Regina. I like that mm-hmm. coat she was wearing. The uh, it was nice. And here comes Robin again. <laughs> Robin is just not leaving her alone. Nope. He's just always around, mm-hmm. always there. Mm-hmm. Robin. Mm-hmm. And Robin's a pickpocket, and he took that note from her. Right. And he, he said he. It sounded like he said he picked it up from a magician or something. He, yeah, something. he said something about picking it up for magicians. But what's so. interesting is that um, he told her the reason why he was there is because he figured he would patrol the woods. But the reality, I think, is, is that he's he's basically stalking her to protect her. He's interested. Oh, absolutely. He's very interested. Yeah. Yeah. And he's trying to protect her, which I think is really sweet and adorable. I, I don't want to talk too much about this, but I do want to say that if you really want dating and or relationship advice you should watch robin because robin really does have it he, he has it figured out because so hook too by the way well but, but, but robin let me let me much smoother regina 
uh, it would be a very difficult dance to kind of complete. Yeah, that's right. true. So I think true. she, he is letting Regina be who Regina is. I think most times when you talk about, well, it's Robin Hood, he would run to the, you know, whatever and rescue her and all this kind of stuff. And he's realizing he doesn't need to do that. If this show would have been done maybe in the 50s, then that's what would have happened. Yeah. But not now. No, no. It's totally different. You know, Regina's strong. Yeah. She knows who she is. She knows what she can do. And so it's almost like, you you know, Robin needs to find his place in that life, in that scenario. Yeah. And I think he's really doing well. And even in the exchange about the note thing. You know, she says, he said, well, can I read it? And she goes, well, I'm not going to stop you. And see, so it's it's this whole. There's a definite flirtation going on. Just heavy flirtation on a, both sides. Yeah. And there's a great dance, though. And, and yeah, he's is. not over stating things. And he's not. He, it, it, it's very interesting to watch it's him. happening organically. Right. Right. So it's not forced. It's not contrived. It's right. not love at first sight. It's organically they're getting comfortable and getting to be friends, which is a really cool thing. It, I and think highly he, recommended. Well, I I think if he hit on her with a bunch of lines and this and that, and uh, you know overstepped his bounds and and rushed in and whatever, it, it just would not work. She would you know kick him to the curb and move on. But because he is showing that he's concerned, but not overly so well anyway i I think think she knows too especially now now that she knows he's supposedly her true love i mean tink's potion went right to him right so i mean she's got to know that that it's got to there's got to be some truth to that so that being the case i think she's she's very interested to see how it's going to pan itself out well he's a smooth operator but she is kind of allowing it so Absolutely. We all know there's two sides she of the coin. She wants it. She's yeah, ready yeah, for it. She's yeah. open to it. Rumpel's letter. Um, she said, I always thought it was about me. But uh, then she said, he thinks she is more powerful than her, Regina. Right. And the, the question that really just kind of jumped out at me is Robin said, why do you care what that imp thinks? And... Really, that's the crux of the issue. Do you believe in who you are based on you, or do you need validation from somebody else? Right. Whether it's Rumpelstiltskin, your husband, your wife, your mom, your friend, your people on Facebook. Who, who, who do you need validation from right. to to believe in who you are, what you can do? It's a hard tightrope to walk, but basically... I mean, that's what Robin Hood in a television show, in a script yeah. in a television show is saying, you need validation from this guy? Are you kidding me? You are Regina. Mm-hmm. I know who you are, but I don't need to tell you that. You should know who you are. Yeah. And that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a huge, that's a DNA thing, man. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if, you, if you don't get that now, that's, that's, that's powerful stuff. You know, it is, so. and it's it's very appealing to have someone who believes in you enough to say you are more than enough, and you don't need that person or this person or anyone right. else to tell you who you are. 
that's pretty it's pretty incredible you know i mean sure sure there's moments like american idol moments where you know if you hang around people yes people too much and they all say that you're singing like Pavarotti and you get and you get down to it and somebody goes you know you can't sing at all you really know that in the back of your mind sure but you also know when you're good at something too and 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 in those times you go well am i good i mean you start asking people am i good right. you you really know uh i i don't want to keep going on but it's just you know believe in yourself and it's a very interesting scene here all right so the blindfolding lesson uh, there's other things that people i think would bring into this but i will say it was like kind of the old gunfighter um things where they tied a, a blindfold on you <laughs> and either somebody shot a uh a cigarette out of somebody's mouth or something anyway it was just actually I, it reminded uh, me of dodgeball yeah dodgeball. <laughs> vince vaughn was learning yeah. to play dodgeball and the coach put his scarf his dirty icky scarf around his eyes yep. and told and taught him to kind of feel it was that kind of a thing. It was almost, uh, wasn't there a thing in um, Return of the Jedi too? Luke, didn't Luke do it blindfolded? Well, that was uh, that was in A New Hope, and he had the blast shield down on a, on his, uh, his helmet. And he was practicing with the lightsaber. Was so. it New Hope? Yeah. Really? Yep. Wow. I knew it was one of the Star Wars movies. I just wasn't sure which one. Yeah. All right, magic, and we already knew this, magic is about feelings and emotion. And I was wondering who began to teach Zelina magic. I, I, you know, I and guess again, if I you think know. You have to be born with, I mean, I think there's a certain element. Like I said, I think she, because she is born from Cora, who had magic, and Rumple, who clearly has met a lot of magic and is very powerful. Right. I think that's why she had that magic from birth. Because she did, she was born out of it. I mean, you know, Emma's the savior because she was born out of true love. Right. I think Zelina is a powerful witch because she was born out of close to pure magic. Okay. Right? I mean, it makes sense. So, yeah, yeah, there is an element. And that's why Regina, Regina has it, but it, she had to learn it. It didn't come naturally to her because she... Right. She only had half the side of it. Yep. Ding dong. And oh, I thought yeah. it was going to be the witch is dead, maybe? Well, so eventually, I'm sure. He just sure. said ding dong. He said ding dong, which is probably something to come right. later. So Rumpel connects with Zelina over their pasts, and I thought that was very powerful. Yep. You know, when you bond with someone... I think one of the things is is a shared experience. Absolutely. And you know, good or bad, it is it is interesting you know when you start to really open up to somebody and you start to talk about things that are more personal in your life, a lot of times some people will may say, you know, hey, that that same thing happened to me. I know what that's like. Right. And that's really a connection point, so and that was part of what they were. Well, especially if you go through something, whether it's good or bad or otherwise, when you go through an experience, some sort of life event, anybody who you have feelings about that event, right? Right. You have fear, you have anxiety, you have absolute joy, you have all kinds of feelings about the different types of events that happen in your life. 
And when you find someone who has gone through a similar experience or the exact same experience, you feel a sense of, so, so to speak, validation for your feelings because when you start talking about it and they feel the exact same way you do, yeah, see, I was right to feel that. Right. You know, especially when you're talking about a traumatic event and somebody's unhappy about something and somebody else goes through it and has the same unhappy response, you don't, fe- nobody wants to feel alone. Nobody wants to be alone. Right. Everybody, it's human nature. Or weird or strange right. or, yeah, yeah. It's human nature to need to be connected to other people. Yep. And if you don't feel like you have that, that's when it's very difficult. And that's why I think she didn't feel connected to anybody. She felt connected to her adoptive mother, so to speak. But I think even then it was really probably superficial because, again, we don't know how long it was before her mother you know, passed away. We don't know. Henry... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Let me let me step back a little bit. Uh, Rumple is being controlled, and it seemed like Bell couldn't step into the cage yep. where he was. Yeah, seemed like f- somehow she was kind of stopped at the edge and couldn't actually step in, but she could lean over and stretch out her hand. So I, I don't know what that was all about. And the the controlling thing, I, I mentioned it down further, but. It reminded me of Vader and the Emperor in uh, Return of the Jedi specifically where, mm-hmm. you know, Vader was the Emperor's guard dog almost. Yeah. And so it it as things progress, I think Rumpel is going to kind of break out of her control. I think we saw a little bit of that tonight. And uh, I, I mentioned that. But anyhow, that's what I thought. Henry tying knots with Hook reminded me of Bay. And plus, there's this book. Remember that book that Hook had in the library with all the different knots? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Henry questions the whole age issue. And the more they start to kind of explain things, Henry's just like, What? He says he'd be the same age as you. Are you kidding me? So yeah, that was the what story was really is not bizarre. really lining up. Again, that was what I was saying earlier. Is that Hook? You know, Emma told him to be careful. Right. And on the one hand, I'm sure she was saying, you know, Zelina's out there. But on the other hand, I'm sure if she thought about it, is like, be careful what you say. And he clearly wasn't because he said something that made Henry go, "Wait, what?" Yeah. So Rumple said, "Your insides are starting to show." Green equals envy. Yes. And I wondered initially, did it happen naturally or magically or did Rumpel cause it? I don't know. For his own purpose. No, I'm pretty sure that it's natural. We've talked before about Hitchcock and his God's eye view overhead angles of things. Obviously, he's not the only director that's done it, but there was... You know, we've seen it before when Zelina made the tea. There's a right, couple of them right. there. But it was, again, tonight with the uh, middle of the street. Yeah. I call it a point of power in that intersection. That's where Emma stopped, and that's where a number of kisses are, and that's where the tree was in the dream. Right. So that's a important place. And then everyone was in a circle around that area, and we saw God's eye view of the uh, the crowd. Yeah. And so Zelina called Sneezy a munchkin. <laughs> and he corrected her and said, well, dwarf, actually. And he goes, oh, that's, you know, worse, whatever. 
So then, you know, initially, like, again, they set this up as like this Western thing. Yeah. But it was one of those kind of classic sociopath kind of moments. If my sister's not here in five minutes, I'm going to let the dark one off his leash. And that's when it reminded me of Vader and the Emperor. Yeah. But then she said, you know, who should I kill or who should Rumpel kill first? And it's always that kind of sociopath thing of, I have all these hostages. Who am I going to kill first? Yeah. You know, it's, oh my gosh, just weird, wacky. And so Emma steps up and calls herself the savior, which is kind of, I guess she's okay with it now. She's, 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 she's owning it. Yeah. And I wonder if Emma was going to give her a smackdown because she does have magic. Obviously, probably not as powerful as Zelina or Regina, but she does have magic. And then Regina arrives wearing what color gloves? Red. Yeah. Wearing black. She had red gloves on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know. And I love Red's a power said, color. It's absolutely. also Emma's color. Yeah, so a little bit of the rumbles. savior. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I love that she said, hasn't anyone told you black is my color? Right. And she's like, yeah, I wear it better. And she said the same thing about the dress. Are you wearing my dress in the, in the, in the, you're missing year, the lost year. She said that to her when she saw her wearing her. Is, are you wearing my dress? Yes, it looks so much better on me. Yeah. Well, there you have it. A repeat conversation right here. Another connection to Star Wars is so the question. So you finally accepted me into the family, and then Regina said, "No, I've accepted." You know, I've accepted that we share the same mother. Right. And that reminds me of uh, Return of the Jedi when Luke was talking to Vader in that hallway going down to talk to the uh, Emperor. Luke said, I know, Father. And Darth Vader said, so you have accepted the truth. And Luke said, I've accepted that you were once Anakin Skywalker, my father. So there's that kind of similarity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Regina gave Zelina a nice right hook, man. Oh, dude. That was (laughs) great. Quite the the punch. so Regina is a shapeshifter, and he, uh, you know, passed himself off as Regina to get stabbed mean, in the neck. You mean Rumple is a shapeshifter? Rumpel, yeah. You what said Regina is a shapeshifter. Oh no, no. Well, she is a shapeshifter. <laughs> she is too. She did turn into the old yeah, hag for the uh, yeah the yeah in the marketplace. Yep. But uh, Rumple is a shapeshifter and mm-hmm. uh, changed into Regina. Yep. And got stabbed in the neck. By uh, Zelina. Yep. So, and he mentioned that jealousy drives people to do crazy things. Yes. Yeah, he did say that. But now, probably the most favorite part of the episode has got to be when he was Rumple was ta- talking about. I have that effect on women. Oh, dude, that was awesome with I'm his like... Rumple skin on <laughs> and all that. Because he know. does, he does. Because she's totally in love with him. But which is funny because she's not in love with him. She loves him and she's enamored of him. And again, I still think we're going to find out that it's her dad, her real father. So he he also said, well, he didn't he did say you're in love with me. I just, you know, whatever. But then he uh, told her you might want to get that checked out the green face. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He knows how to push her buttons really yeah, he well. Does. He knows how to push everyone's buttons. So there is a wizard more powerful than Rumple, supposedly. This 
Wizard of Oz. So we'll find out more about that as we no, go. No, he said he's not. Yeah. He's, he's not. I know, but at the time, I was like... Okay. You know, someone is more powerful than Rumple can give shoes, I can go anywhere. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know the okay. rest of the story gotcha. at the time. I see. Okay. Some of my questions are kind of at that moment. Yes. All right. The only way Rumple can get the slippers mentioned in the Doctor episode is to kill Zelina. So I said, write that down. Because that oh. probably will happen. Because he asked about him before. He asked Jefferson, what about the slippers? Yes. So, you shouldn't have taught me all your tricks, Rumple. I don't think Rumple did. I think he has plenty more tricks up his sleeve. Yep. The Dark One Dagger. Okay. Uh, great camera work. I just I had to write that down. Poor Doc and his Miata. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that Tiny stepped on his Miata in the Tiny episode. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. And so that Miata just gets stepped on and messed up and <laughs> Regina had her backside, you know, imprint on the yeah. hood there. Bad. Poor Regina. I, I think she made it okay through it. Mm-hmm. So then Zelina threw Regina into the clock tower. Dude. Ruined the clock. I know. What the heck? I know. So Regina had no heart and... And that was when I said I thought she put it back in. Regina is the heart of the equation. Hmm. So that's one less thing off right, of the list. Right. And Zelina flew off on her broom like somebody riding off on a horse from a from a scuffle, but not the end. It's like, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. And you'll see, you know. So I wondered if memories were brains or if we're going to just stick to, you know, Rumple going crazy. Sure. That's the brain. I'm pretty and sure. Even though she mentioned, I have your brain. Right. So I, I don't think it's him going crazy. She okay. has his brain. He she has control over him and he is the master manipulator. Yeah. We've said that from day one. So that being the case, I'm assuming she is still referring to him as the brain. She needs his brain to help her change the past. Robin guarded Regina's heart. Yep. How cool. That was awesome. That whole exchange was like just so. Yeah. Loving it. So she trusted a common thief yep. with her heart. And that's what he mentioned. And she said, you cannot steal something that's been given to you. That was great. And it didn't click until I saw uh, a tweet about it. But now Robin could, in fact, control Regina yeah, with her he heart. Could. And obviously, we see the two levels of she gave her heart to him physically right but also i believe emotionally. emotionally as well i think emotionally she is kind of so. giving it she's wanting to give into that and being the, and because she turned and smiled the yeah. minute that she left him at that point well and she also mentioned basically saying i'm i was wrong and i'm sorry about tink yeah. she yeah. goes you know friend said i don't i don't see things that are right in front of me and don't appreciate what i have yep so I'm loving that. Yeah. Loving, loving, loving it. And it, and look, this is a different kind of a twist. I think there's a lot of evil regals that are kind of going, what? But it's part of a story. It's part of a storyline that, 
You know, it's well, just I think there were a continually lot of, unfolding. I think there were a lot of evil regals who wanted her to, you know, be able to be with, you know, they were upset about Daniel. Right. Yep. Let's yep. face facts. They yep. were upset about Daniel dying and then being brought back and having to be dead again. Yes. But I think that they will, there will be a lot of them who will absolutely love that she and Robin are. And, and I'll add together. this to this. I think there are a lot of people that aren't evil regals that are totally enjoying Regina now. Oh, absolutely. And I think it, it was a really a stroke of genius, pardon the pun about the writing, mm-hmm. is that they're getting this group loving Regina at one point and this other group loving Regina at this other point. Yeah. And it's going to be nice to see see if they can bring these groups together mm-hmm. to love Regina all at the same time. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So... Hook uh, pushing Emma to tell the truth to about uh, to Henry about Neil and about everything else. Like Hook was pushing Charming to do that for uh, for Snow. Remember that? Yeah. Hook was the one. Yeah. So May, you have to tell her the you truth. You got to tell her the truth. Yeah. You know? So for a villain, he sure is a pretty kind guy. He's an awesome dude. All right. I think Rumple is showing that he is breaking the hold that Zelina has on him with the the dagger. Yeah. Just the way she was, he was talking to her in his cage, mm-hmm. and she said, "We're doing it all over again." I uh, another curse. I'm okay. I'm. I sighed. I will keep moving with it, but I just I, I don't I, like I think, doing. The I same think thing what she's trying to do is to still become the favorite and have what she didn't have, which was everything Regina had. Regina had a mother who loved her. Well, a mother who took care of her and taught her things. She had a father who loved her. She had a family. She had a wonderful life. She became a queen. She fulfilled all of her mother's desires as well as her own, so to speak. And she garnered favor with Rumpel. Here's a question I have, and I'm skipping forward, and and hopefully I'll skip back and cover everything in between. How far back do you have to go to change everything that you want to change? Well, what she said, what she said was, she had to go back to where Regina was never born. Is that far enough back, though? I mean, wondering. Don't know. I mean, don't seriously. Because if Regina's never born, that doesn't negate the fact that Snow is born. Snow and Charming would still exist. Right. Would they still be together? I don't know because let's look at let's look at all the pieces, okay? So Snow and Charming met because Snow was on the run from Regina. Right. If Regina's not there, she's not on the run from anybody. Does she have another stepmother? Who is her stepmother? Is her stepmother Zelina, perhaps? That'd right. be kind of crazy. So that's my point is not only how far back do you have to go right. to make sure that everything is perfect for right. you, but then the repercussions based on that. Right. Snow and Charming. Many times don't go in your favor. Right. Exactly. So, so yeah. if, if, yeah. if Zelina does think about it, Snow and Charming don't meet because right. that's, I mean, if they don't meet, they don't fall in love. Emma's not born. So we have a we have a back to the future conundrum. We do parallel yeah. universe. Right. And here's an interesting thing: is in fact this the baby Snow is carrying? Is that actually another baby, or is it Emma? Hmm. I, I that would be a really wild, wild, wild thing. 
Don't you think that? Don't you think? Uh, I I wouldn't think it would be Emma, but I know it's, I know. and that's what I'm saying. It's a very crazy thought. But boy, they've done some pretty crazy stuff and turned stuff on their on its head with yeah. this show. So I mean, I'm not saying I'm subscribing to that theory, but. We're all assuming it's another baby. It's another, you know, what if it's actually Emma somehow? I mean, that's crazy. It makes my head spin. Okay. So Zelina wants to cast a new curse that she calls a second chance. Right. So in a way, it reminds me a lot of Peter Pan, the what he wanted to do. So Zelina pushes the guards away when she re-enters Oz like Regina did in the pilot. Yes. And also, there were some wacky, weird camera angles just overhead and uh, going upside, upside down. down right. and it was really Everything's wild. Everything's being turned on its head. Yeah. So she tells a wizard to take her back to where her mother abandoned her. Yep. The wizard said, you cannot change the past. And I wrote the fire. And I, I mean, that's another thing. They had fire and smoke in the Oz movie. but Right. So... The wizard said, even my power has its limits. And then we see the reveal. The Wizard of Oz is, in fact, Walsh. not what I thought. Yeah, it's Walsh. But it was Walsh. Yeah. He calls himself a huckster, a showman. Yep. And he also says he's a collector. So he's a lot like Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. Because remember Rumpelstiltskin? We get all that stuff. Yeah, collected and stuff. I'll mm-hmm. do stuff for, for you, but you got to bring me trinkets and things. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got a pawn shop, for heaven's sake. Exactly. But early on in season one, he goes, bring me some things and tell me who they're for. Yeah. Who, yeah. who they're from. I mean, it, was from yeah. uh, it was season two, and it was from Smee. Okay. But, I mean, initially, I remember when specifically or no, no, it was Archie. Archie brought it. Yes, you're he right. He said, and, and make sure you let me know who these are yeah. all from. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of Smee, but you're right. It's actually Archie, and it was season one. You're right. So the wizard, or Walsh said, what you seek can't be done. No magic is that strong. Right. And so I was sort of right when Zelina knew that he would do her bidding and turned him into a trained circus animal, which was a flying monkey. Right. And so, but he wasn't in love with her. No. But I, anyway. But he, no, yeah. he wasn't Sydney, you know, the same thing with Sydney and Regina in love. Right. But he True. was her, her faithful servant because he, he had to be. He had much. to be. Yeah. It was not desirable. It was forced upon him. Now, I, I have not noticed these, but there are hidden Mickeys that are being pointed out from Al, the mm-hmm. host of the Tales from the Mouse House podcast. Hi, Al. Hi, Joyce. And Al's really good at this. Mm-hmm. I have missed all of these, but he has found this one tonight. It was on the, was when Henry and Hook go back to <clears throat> Snow's apartment, or Snow's flat, whatever. Right. And on the on the wallpaper, there is a hidden Mickey. Oh, interesting. So if you look, it's on the left. Okay. They're kind of out there in the hallway. And uh, so credit to Al from Tales from the Mouse House podcast. That is that was his spot. Nice. He spotted. So I want to send big love out to everybody. Take care. That's all the notes I've got. Okay. So these are our first thoughts. What are yours?
What did you see? What do you think? Are we on the right track? Are we not on the right track? It's time for you to tweet your thoughts when you're listening to the podcast or leave a Facebook status or comment back. Go to the blog if you want to and leave a comment there or call in and leave a voicemail for us. And if you do that, we may include it in the podcast. We get so many. uh, We're going to try our best, but I'm telling you right now, we cannot include all of it. So anyway, thanks so much for listening. However you found us, however you are listening, we're getting a lot of new listeners. So hi, new listeners. Yes. Hi. Hello. Listeners that have been with us for a little while, long time. We appreciate everybody. Yes, we do. So take care so much. Take care so much. We'll take care. It's late. Take care, and we will be talking at you soon. Yep. So take care, guys. Okay, bye. Bye. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're We're huge huge Disneyland Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey day. day. Well, mates, thank you for joining us for the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This be a Roni's own media production. We want to hear from you. Our website be onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our email be feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our voicemail line be 657-333-0626. So let us know what you thought of tonight's episode. And keep a ruddy eye for our main show coming in a few days. So tell other oncers that this be the place to be. Until we sail again, big love to you all, and we'll see you later. With the good eye, of course. (laughs) 